everybody welcome to another episode of the rodcast i'm yeah chatting with pastor rod today we're going to be asking and exploring the question is god's love unconditional so there's a big conversation and so dive into it uh would you just um oh, sorry <laughs> i stumbled over my words but just would you define first of all what is unconditional love and do we believe that god's love is unconditional yeah, it's, it's a really big, I mean, it's a big English word uh, to explain to people here in Asia. Unconditional is, is actually difficult, and I think in the Western countries, it actually does need to be explained. Unconditional love is certainly part of the, the good news of Jesus Christ. But listen mm. to what it says in John 3.16, because this is truly the beginning of unconditional love, but there are conditions. Oops, really? <laughs> yes. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that's unconditional love. That was not deserved. It was unconditional what Jesus did on the cross. Verse, uh, the second part, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's conditional. Mm. So I think straight away unconditional love needs to have some caveats or some understanding around it because if we just leave it as unconditional love, there is no repercussions, there's no judgment, there's no need to change it actually becomes something quite different than God mm. intended unconditional love to be. So I think that unconditional love is an offer. It's an opportunity. It's a season. It's a, it's a time. It's a, but it certainly is unconditional in that time frame. We're living in the moment of unconditional love right now, which is pretty amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yes, I believe in unconditional love. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> but unconditional love for let's 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 talk about that. Let's explain the edges of that, shall we? Yeah. So yeah, if you can just dive into more and more of like what does this unconditional love of God look like, and then maybe unpack about how do we receive it? How do we receive this unconditional love of God? There's so many amazing New Testament verses talking about what Jesus did. It is just all Him. And, and not us. And so that's just unconditional. Like yeah. Jesus, none of us asked Jesus to come to earth. He did it. Um, and the plan was there before the foundation of the world, the Bible says. So mm. none of us asked Jesus to come. None of us alive asked Jesus to come. He came and mm. he died. And the Bible says he laid down his life. No one takes my life, Jesus said. I lay down mm. my life that, that um, I might take it up again. Um, mm. Let me read Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation appeared to all men. The grace of God. What is salvation? It's Jesus. What is mm. grace? It's Jesus. Jesus is the reflection of unconditional love. For the yeah. grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So there's, there's this incredible gift mm. was unconditional. No one put a condition on God. God, if yeah. you do this, uh, God, you must do that. No, no, this is God's plan, God's idea, God's heart to send his best, the grace mm. of God onto the earth. We, we could preach here right now. This unconditional love is unconditional. Mm. If it had conditions attached, I wouldn't be saved and neither would you. Yeah. If there was conditions that you must be uh, following the law, no, nah, wouldn't be here. Mm. Or if you followed most of the law, no, no, no. So mm. it's unconditional. It was a total pardon. It was a total release from all um, all the stuff. Let me read another scripture to you. Just um, 
I just think we need to quickly establish this incredible gift when Jesus came. It says in Romans 10, 4, Christ is the end of the law or the consummation of the law or the Mm. completion of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. So these scriptures about everyone are the unconditional love. So for the worst person to the best person fits under this category. Christ is the fulfillment of the law, so there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. There's the condition. So the Mm. unconditional love is wrapped in a condition. Mm. Unconditional love means the best person, the worst person, the last person, the, you know, my dad got, uh, became a believer at the age of 90, three days before his death. Mm. He lived his whole life without Jesus, and th- but he was a seeker at the end. The last 10 years he was seeking God. Um, mm. But it was three days before he asked his old priest friend, an Anglican priest, to come in and share with him and pray, and he opened his heart. And, and that priest, although I didn't see my dad before he, d- he died, that priest came to me and said, Rod, I want you to know your dad became a spiritual man and he asked for prayer three days before his death. So that's unconditional love. Like the thief on the cross who hadn't had a chance to change, Mm. but Jesus said, you'll be with me today in paradise. That's unconditional love. So the the, the worst to the best, the oldest to the youngest, the every ethnic group, every race, every type, Mm. every it's, there's no conditions um, it says in Romans 10 as well, quoting Old Testament, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone. The, that's Come the on. unconditional love. It's the everyone, everybody, every person. Mm. Um, is and, and the plan of God, you know, it says God, God's plan uh, to give his son for the whole world. Yeah. When we talk about unconditional love in that side, we can preach it. We can go strong. We, can, we know there's scriptures behind it. It's mm. absolutely... It fills our hearts, right, Adrian? It's the reason yeah. why we're pastors. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? So is, that, is that why you're a yeah. pastor? Because this this, yeah. this concept. Yeah, it's just, it's literally, there's nothing that I can do um, and that it is for everyone. There's not one, there's not a single person that this offer is not given to. And, and that's what I absolutely love. And um, yeah, so would you say then that this, the unconditional love is everything that God has done, and so the conditions are, the conditions are not me trying to be good, but me receiving. So the yeah. the condition is about receiving and not doing. Is that what yeah. you would say? Totally. So if I could say it's an it's uncon it's an offer of unconditional love God has given mm-hmm. to the world, an offer. But mm-hmm. on the other side, the condition comes in. There's something we we, we must do is receive or open our hearts, or whatever word you want to use, the unconditional offer, the unconditional substitute Jesus on the cross, the unconditional uh, opportunity must Mm. be matched with a condition that is that we accept what Jesus has done for us. And that's Mm. a very clear New Testament teaching as well. Yeah, And it's a warning there that, you know, like John 3.16, that all who believe will not die but have mm. everlasting life. So this unconditional offer, if it is refused, also has uh, repercussions or consequences, outcomes. Yeah. It, it, it is pretty, it's pretty glaring, isn't it? John 3, 16, both, both sides. Yeah. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that unconditional love that whoever believes will not die. It brings it into an offer 
mm. of unconditional love. Now, the unconditional love is offered to mm. all at all times. Yeah. yeah. To all people in every country. But there is a condition. I'm saying it over and over so that we understand. Yeah. Let me say it again. This Romans 10.4. Christ is the fulfillment of the law so mm. that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Sure. And this New Testament word, the people who believe, is a key consequential statement. Mm. It keeps coming up. To yeah. those who believe in his name, he gives the right to be called children of God in his yeah. name. Believe in his name. So, so this is really New Testament doctrine or, or, or truth that mm. comes into the equation, unconditional offer, but there needs, needs to be a conditional response. Sure. And so just would you briefly talk through the implications of what happens when we, if we don't uh, receive or respond to this incredible offer that God gives to us? Well, it's really clear that we're stuck in, in, the, in the same boat. I, I love what um, in um, Romans 3.20, I'm, I'm quoting scripture here today because it really is a scriptural discussion, but mm-hmm. I, I won't do much. But Romans 3 verse 20 gives the problem and then 21 gives a solution. Here it is, verse 20. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Mm-hmm. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. The Message Bible says we're all in this sinking boat together. Isn't that a good picture? <laughs> yeah. Eugene Peterson, Message Bible, love it. He says, hey, hey, all of us, we're all in this sinking boat called sin or we're sinners in the same mm. sinking boat. So mm. the, the consequences is that we stay in this sinking boat. We, sure. we stay in this condition because nobody gets right because of they're doing good. They're, they're, they're obeying some of the law. They're, 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 they're better than they were. That, yeah. That's not it. We're in the same boat. We're still in the same boat. Yeah. The consequences are that we sink in the same boat, <laughs> which we can talk about in a minute. But yeah. humanly speaking, I think that's a good picture. We, we stay mm. in the same condition, in the same situation. No one saves us. No one helps us. We're just me and me alone to face this world and then face God in the next judgment mm. which we'll get to in a, in a in a moment so no mm. one's we're all in the sinking boat but verse 21 but now apart from the law separate than the law mm. uh, a righteousness from god has been made known to which the old testament speaks about so it speaks about there's even this mystery in the old testament before jesus came there's a mystery that we're going to be mm. saved out of the sinking boat um and it's through jesus christ but mm. the question you're asking is, what if we don't receive? Well, we sink in this life and we're, we're in trouble. We're, we face death without Jesus mm-hmm. and we face God um, without Jesus. Well, that's, that's a, something I don't want to do. I, I do yeah. not want to face Jesus with my, my sin, my background, my thoughts, my words, my whatever. I don't want to face Jesus with that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a horrendous concept. Mm. I'm so glad that the unconditional love takes all of that away, yeah. all the judgment and guilt and shame and and curse mm. is all taken away. Now, without Jesus, that is impossible, right? Yeah, completely impossible. So, so I love this picture. I love what Eugene Peterson said. So we're all in the same boat. So um, because of sin, can you define sin uh, for yeah. us? Like, What is sin? Well, sin is um, a, a, it, it's not one thing. 
There is a New Testament word for crossing the line, um, which is the word trespass or paratoma in the Greek. It means to cross a line, to actually lie, steal, commit adultery. Mm. There is that word, but the majority word of the New Testament sin doesn't mean crossing a line. It means a human fatal flaw that we have no cure for. Mm. That's a long that's a long answer. The mm. word hamartia, Greek, means to miss the mark, miss, miss the miss with your arrows. You keep missing mm. the board. You you keep missing it. I keep missing mm. it. In in the ancient Greek with Socrates and and before, hundreds of years before Jesus, the word sin was used in the Greek drama of the hero that you really like mm. has this tragic flaw that's going to end up killing him. Tragic, mm. like Greek tragedy. Yeah. And the word sin was used of the, oh, no, my hero has this tragic flaw, this mm. tragic blemish, this tragic mistake that it's, it's going to kill him in the end. And so this word became the word hamartia or sin. Mm. The Bible says all have, a, this, all have sinned, all have this yeah. tragic flaw and fall mm. short of God's plan or God's mark. And, and so sin is just this human trait that we just can't get rid of. We try and shake mm. it. We try and do better. We, but it's still in our lives. It's still in our hearts. Mm. It's still in our minds. And so sure. that picture of a tragic flaw of a hero or a heroine, mm. yeah. I think it's an amazing picture of mm. sin. Like I'm trying to get rid of it. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, trying so hard. And then the law comes. Oh, the law is going to help me. But the Bible says the law just shows me how big my floor is. It, it's a magnifying glass. The law is a magnifying glass. Mm. Rod, you're, you thought your sin's this big, but it's actually a lot bigger. Yeah. So the law is a magnifying glass, mm. and it leads us to cry out to God for help. That's yeah. the purpose of the law. So sin says all have sinned, all have this tragic floor, this human floor, and fall short of what God expects. And then Romans 6.33 says, but the wages of this flaw is death. Mm. Woo, this is heavy stuff. So Rod, Rod Plummer, I, I don't want to go face God with my tragic flaw undealt with. Hey, yeah. God, you know, some people say, I'm just going to present my case to God. I'm going to get to heaven and I'm going to say, hey, God, you know, I'm, I did pretty good, right? Mm. But um, the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 3 that in the judgment, all is revealed. Mm. Whoa. I think right there, it should, people that say, I'm just going to, yeah, just going to show up to God and say, did my best, hey, God. And God's going to say, let's go to the videotape. And I don't think it's going to take a long time. It's just going to be right through your life. And yeah. and um, I never know if it's a videotape, of course, but it's just <laughs> a, a, a revealing. The Bible says yeah. there's going to be a revealing of everything. I don't want to go to heaven and reveal much flaws to, to you or my wife yeah. or anyone else, right? Yeah. But the Bible says God will wipe away, mm. blot out is one yeah. of the words. Cancel, blot out of, of the book, blot out all my sin. Yeah. So when I go to the judgment and, and I'm covered by, by Jesus, mm. my sin, my flaw is not seen because it has been eliminated, cancelled, sure. blotted out, erased so by the blood good. of Jesus Christ. Mm, I love that. And I, I love this concept because I think often in the Old Testament, you see that uh, they had made sacrifices to cover sin. 
but through Jesus, sin is removed. It's not just covered, it's removed completely. Yeah. Um, and so that's awesome. So basically, we are all stuck in a boat. <laughs> We're all sinking. And God's unconditional love offers us this free gift um, to to rescue us from this boat. And, and then, so yeah. our, what is our response then? How do we respond to this incredible gift that God has given us? I think there is, there's um, a journey to God. Mm. There's an awakening, a seeking, and a finding. Mm. And I, I think it happens to us all uh, to some degree. The Bible actually says that God, God shows by his nature and by conscience, says in Romans chapters 1 and 2, 3, there, 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 there is the potential for awakening mm. in every man and woman, every boy and yeah. girl. There, there is the potential for awakening. In fact, I'm praying for it. I'm mm. believing for it with my family and friends and mm. contacts, and you are too, that there can be an awakening, a discovery, a, realize, a realization of my flaw that I can't, I can't deal with it. Mm. Um, for me, that awakening came when I was protected in a very bad fire situation. I was a fireman. Mm. For others, it's, it's a dream, a vision, a thought, a... Uh, it's mm. doing something wrong, a, a, something something kicked back in my life, something a change, a, yeah. a problem, a pain. A, it, it's a lot of things, but I believe that God. It says it says that there's, there's the goodness of God draws us to God, the goodness mm. of God, and yeah, that, that that allows us to 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 be drawn. And I, I think it's in in John six um, sixty four somewhere that says no one can come to God unless He draws us. So there, there's there's got to be this. This drawing, this mm. awakening, yeah. this revelation, this revealing of a mystery, what, whatever it is, I, I I just love hearing people's testimonies, right? Because the mm. the way that God speaks to people is so different. Yeah, it. I've, I've met people who are from other faiths, and and God appeared to them in dreams or visions or physical, mm. yeah. and then there's others who just just in the middle of the night woke up in a cold sweat, saying they've got to be a god. Or yeah. um, my friend who was a fireman. Um, was being attacked by demonic power, and he called on the name of Jesus, and he was mm. he was set free, and he became a believer. The yeah. the, the, the testimonies, the stories, mm. show me there is an awakening, yeah. and there is a journey. Now it can happen quickly, yeah, um, or it can happen over a long time. But I'm convinced that mm. God is speaking to hearts today. How do people get saved? God is drawing. God is speaking. Life is speaking. The world mm. is speaking. Nature is speaking. And that's my hope that people yeah. will be drawn to seek him, um, yeah. as it says in Acts 17, and, and many will find him mm. when they seek him um, with their hearts. Sure. So that, that's what I believe. I, I believe that mm. there is a, a universal heart of God for people. Um, mm. I don't believe people are born to go to hell. Or, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I cannot believe that. Yeah. I believe people are born with the potential to know God, mm, come on, every person, yeah, every person, I and and I, that's why we preach the gospel and share the gospel in so many countries and mm-hmm. online. We just we just broadcast it out there, and people from, you know, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, different countries mm-hmm. are responding and saying, "I'd like to know Jesus," yeah, um, because they had the chance to hear, yeah, and and I, I know that. So many millions of people have heard the gospel because of the online messages that many churches are doing. 
Yeah. Um, it used to be just radio. Then it used to be TV. Now it's anybody can broadcast. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's so um, good. So I just think that there's that chance and then the response of people at a moment of mm. need or hurt or, or revelation that I yeah. think I need God and yeah. a journey towards him. And then, of course, receiving him to yeah. be believing in him, believing, New Testament yeah. word, believing mm. in Jesus. Sure. That's amazing. So as God reveals himself to us uh, and reveals his love for us, his plan for us, this unconditional love that has always been there for us and we accept it, we believe it, we become children of God. And now as a follower of Jesus, I'm now, uh, my sin has been blotted out. I'm, I'm holy, I'm righteous, I'm the child of God. And how does, uh, how does following, how does grace and this love of God uh, govern my life now? Because Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. So how does this Ooh. obedience, how, do, how does this inspire a life of obedience? And, and, and yeah. Yeah. I, I read before from Titus chapter 2, talking about Jesus being grace. Let me read the next scripture, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It, or he, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives while we wait for the blessed hope. Mm. This grace has power. This mm. salvation, we become a new creation, mm. new nature. It says in Ezekiel 30, 30 36, 37, mm. so I always get it confused. Um, he gives, he takes out our heart of stone, gives us a heart of flesh. We, yeah. we now have a, a spiritual beating heart mm. that we feel and, and sense. And it says here, this, this grace teaches us. Mm. a new life yeah so it really changes our nature this is a new yeah. testament word our nature is changed from the old rod to a new mm. rod i'm still me with the same thoughts same yeah. memories same temperament but now covered as a new person in christ mm. and that new person has a new desire yeah the new desire is to obey which is answering your question there's there's mm. a new desire to please jesus mm. thank you jesus you your grace, the cross, thank mm. you. And now I want to follow. In fact, yeah. I, I think grace is proven by its fruit. Mm. Uh, that grace in, grace changes, and then grace out. It, three ways grace affects us as believers. Um, mm. it, the changing and then the grace out means now I'm willing to, to forgive, mm. to give, to love, to... I'm, I'm changed. It takes time and yeah. it, it's bit by bit. But yeah. essentially, I'm a new creation from the moment of salvation. And then it's teaching us, it says here, to say mm. no to certain things and say yes. Mm. I call this supernatural change. Yeah. I, I was supernaturally changed the night I got saved. I was supernaturally yeah. from darkness to light, it says, mm. from Satan to God, from the old to the new, etc., mm. etc. I Now, I had a lot to work through. Yeah. My brain had a lot of problems. But my heart was renewed. I knew mm -hmm. now that God had forgiven me and there was a new life for me to pursue. Yeah. And I started my journey of having my mind renewed by Christ. Wow. So it's like new desires. You started experiencing new desires. And um, I think the same happened when I was 17. I, I had an encounter with God, which just changed my life. So I grew up in a Christian home. But at 17, I experienced something that was just 
a life-changing moment, a simple message someone shared with me said, God loves you and has a plan and purpose for your life. But with that, I experienced his power and his love for the first time. And I all of a sudden felt my desires changing. And um, I was recently, I had the privilege of being in Pakistan, just chatting, visiting our beautiful family, our church there in Pakistan. And one of the guys, uh, we were talking about young people, uh, giving, helping young people, because he was talking about he he has a passion and a burden for young people that are caught in drugs and alcohol and all of these kind of things. And and he's he said in the past, he's, he's really tried to say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And it's like putting law upon them and yet he's never mm. seen change. So we started talking about this concept of grace to say that a young man will not change through law. A young man will change through vision and grace. And so I said to him like, Instead of talking to this young man about the things he shouldn't do, start talking to the, this young man about this unconditional love that is offered to him by God, talking to him about the vision that God has created him for. God loves you. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. And Because I know as a young man, when I experienced that, all of a sudden I didn't want to do those things anymore because I was drawn to this grace, this plan, this purpose that God has for our lives. And so... Yeah, maybe you can just talk to that. How do we, how do we help inspire young people um, without putting laws upon them, but really helping them live this this great life for Jesus? I think that, um, that, that it says in the beginning of Ephesians that we in love we were adopted into God's family. There's a revelation mm-hmm. there that we're sons and daughters of God. It says we're not slaves. Many times, New Testament mm-hmm. says we're not slave to fear. We're not slave to the old. Mm-hmm. We we belong. If people are trying to get to God, they won't be living very good lives. But once they know they belong to God mm. and, and God is a father and wants to speak to them, everything changes. Mm. It, um, you know, one of our pastors, I always tell this story, one of our pastors r- rang me and said, Pastor Rod, I understand grace now. I said, oh, that's good because you're a pastor. That, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I said, can you explain the, the difference? He said, yeah. When I used to read the Bible, it was always do this, don't do that, things I had to do. It was like tiring. I had to do more things. But he said, Mm. when I realized grace and the Father and I'm already with God, I realized reading the Bible was not that, but it was now my Father telling me how to live well, Mm. great life, great future, great family, great great Mm. blessing. He said it changed everything. I was with God and God was saying, come on, son, this is the way it's going to be. And I think that's the way we need to present this truth mm. to young men or women that it's not getting to God. It's now mm. you're with God. God has a great life. Mm. Um, again, Jeremiah 29, 11, we love that scripture. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for a future and a hope and not evil. And yeah. presenting that, um, it doesn't mean hard times won't come, but it means God is with us. Mm. God is for us. God has a destiny. And But, yeah. but it's, it's from the position of being with God, not getting mm. to God. In fact, if anyone's listening and they're thinking, uh, I'm good and bad, and some days I'm good, some days I'm bad, and in and out of righteousness. And mm. it, it's really hard to live a fulfilling life. But once I'm with God and I, mm. I, I'm just totally with Him, and He's my Father and He loves me, even mm. on the bad days, hard days, from there, every day mm. can be a winning day. So reading the Bible with the view mm. of God speak to me, my Father mm. speak to me, Jesus speak to me, yeah, Holy Spirit speak to me is an incredible way to grow. And we found this with Lifehouse, haven't we, Adrian, the, the concept yeah. of journaling, just a simple yeah. a scripture every day. God, speak to me. God, mm. God, show me. God, show me the way. 
Mm. Show me what I should do and not do. It's it's a revelation. I'm with God and now on a journey with God. Yeah. Um, it, it changes the way people think about like the law is, is gone. The law, we're no longer yeah. under the law. We're under grace. Yeah. And this grace life has incredible, it's an incredible journey. Mm. Sure. That's amazing. And uh, just, I think with this whole conversation about around grace and unconditional love and, I think there's also, uh, I think, and like p- people also talk about, okay, well, I'm free to do anything then. So is that the case? So I'm under grace now. I've received God's unconditional love. So am I free to just do whatever I want, choose any path I want? Um, but um, yeah, so just help us understand that. The answer is no. The whole New Testament talks about changed lives. You know, mm. no, nowhere is there any, any, um, Scripture that says, I'm free now to be free. No, we're free now to serve the Lord. We're free Mm. now to obey Jesus. We're free now to live in this great plan of God, destiny of God. I'm free from the devil and from my past, but I'm not free to be free. I'm free to follow God's ways in this one life he's given me. And it says there in, I mentioned it before briefly, 1 Corinthians 3 talks about a judgment for Christians. And it's based Mm. upon what did you do? What did you do with what you got? Yeah. What did you do with what you had? This is the judgment for Christians it mentions in 1 Corinthians 3, that when we mm. get to heaven, we're either going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, come in and you're going to receive all these things, or we're going to hear, uh, well, you, you, you just got in by the skin of your teeth, well <laughs> done through Jesus, but that's all you got. Yeah. I think we need to understand there is a, 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 a world after this world called heaven. That world has rewards. It has placed things to attain, achieve, grow. I think there's going to be places of learning. There's going to be new relationships. I don't mean romantic, but friendships and mm. things to do. And so I think we need to just get an understanding that we're saved by grace. And as it says there in Titus 2, and it teaches us to say no mm. to ungodliness. Very clearly, grace has an impact of vision mm. and obedience. Yeah. And if it's not there, if Jesus said, you know, many will say on that day, I think he said in in John in uh, Matthew 7, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, oh, oh Jesus, my king, my king, we, we did all these things in your name. And he says, I never knew you, yeah. you workers of iniquity or you lazy, you lazy workers, you, 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 you didn't do anything. Hmm. I, I never knew you. Depart from me. And there's a real shock in that story. That some people think that just grace in and then I live however I want is is good. I've discovered grace has an as an impact into me and an impact in me and an impact out of me by the Holy Spirit, not me. Yeah. It says here, this grace teaches us to say no. It teaches us to mm. say no, and it teaches us to live self-controlled, mm. upright, and godly li- godly lives mm. while we wait for the yeah. blessed hope. Of Jesus' return, yeah. There's no, there's no New Testament scripture says we're free to be free. Yeah, it says we're free to belong to the wonderful Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and live the amazing life He has for us. Mm. So I think people that just, you know, oh yeah, grace, grace, but they they go they go move on. I, I'd have to warn them and say, you know what, grace only should have one effect, and that's thankfulness. Mm. And the thankfulness, thank you, Jesus, makes me want to live for Jesus because he's so good, I want more. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Like we, 
I think we we love the story of Zacchaeus, where he's just uh, Zacchaeus was a pretty awful guy. <laughs> uh, he yep. was very he was just uh, corrupt. He was greedy. He just used his abused his power to get money. Uh, but he has uh, he he Jesus honors him and Jesus shows him this love that is unconditional. It's like Zacchaeus hadn't done anything good, and Jesus showed him the honor of going to visit Zacchaeus at his house and say, "I'm coming to you." And for 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 Jesus to come to your house, it was a big honor. And so Jesus shows him this honor, yeah. and even the people, the crowd, are like, "Why, Jesus? Yeah. Guy doesn't deserve it." And Jesus goes in. And has this meal. We don't really know what happens in that meal, but there's not one point where Jesus says to Zacchaeus, you need to do this, this, and this. But Zacchaeus, uh, because of receiving so much grace, is just saying, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give half of what I owed to the poor. I'm going to pay back everyone I've cheated four times as much. And we see that 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 for me is the right response of grace. It's gratitude and, and this I, I want to. It's not I have to do this. Yeah. It's I want to. And I think that's the language we use at Lifehouse. It's right. not a, I don't have to serve. I don't have to tithe. I don't have to do any of these things. But I want to because I've been so impacted by Jesus. And I guess that yeah. that's the message that that's under saying, okay, now you, you understand grace <laughs> when you want to live this amazing life for Jesus. So, I love it, good. Adrian. Yeah, Zacchaeus is in Luke 19 if anyone wants to read it. Yeah, a complete change, mm. and now a complete new life. It, it's it's yeah. great. That that's the, that's the Bible, really. I mean, the Bible yeah. doesn't doesn't bring up all these great characters who are amazing. Mm. It brings up a lot of flawed people who get changed yeah. by God and and change <laughs> their values and their yeah. their view. That that's why the Bible is so relevant to us all, right? Mm. And um, yeah. and the changed life making an impact for eternity. So good. Awesome. Before we end, is there any final thoughts you want to just share around this uh, concept of unconditional love? Um, yeah, I, I think I want to say I believe in unconditional love for everyone, all the everyone's and the everybody's and the mm. all people and all who call upon the name of the Lord. All it, it's, it's all, but it is a limited season. And when Jesus comes back, that season has finished. And I would just say to anyone listening today, you, you haven't got forever to, to accept that offer of mm. unconditional love. Come on. And for those who love the Lord, you're in unconditional love. Yeah. Live out an amazing life of mm. vision and power and influence in this one life mm. and go to heaven rich and full with all yeah. your relationships. Come on. Awesome. Love it so much. So can you just pray for us as we end? Sure. Lord, thank you for your grace that Jesus, you are grace. You're for all of us, all of us, everyone here. I just pray that everyone would sense and know your love, that we belong to you, Father, and you have a great plan. And maybe anyone listening that doesn't know, you'd know that there's an offer of unconditional love right now. Blessings on, Lord, all of us as we we share with our family and friends the good news of this unconditional love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for a great chat, Pastor Rod, and thank you for everyone joining. We'll catch you next next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.